Number one. Yeah. What is happening, Eric? Not a whole heck of a lot. What's going on with you? Dude, it's, um, you know, huh. you know, I really, uh, those who are friends with me on Facebook or whatnot may have got this tweet or message out there. I was like, man, 2020 is going to be over. This is going to be great. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, but then it's going to be 2021, W-O-N, as in 2021. And then, to think about that, then it's going to be 2022, T-O-O. Like, dude, we're screwed. Two more years of this shit. Yeah, I mean, you could think of each following year in the decade as a sequel. We had 2020, and then we're going to get 2020 Part 1, the re-2020-ing. In 2020 part two, like we're in the prequel of what is going to be the 2020 decade. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a weird one. Uh, lots of crazy things happening across the world. Of course, the COVID, the civil unrest, the you know the the, the good, some good movements that are happening, but also you know just you know some sad people passing away this year. Uh, it seems like it's been one after another after another, which is which kind of gets to you. Um, but, um, you know, hoping that this is a new awesome year coming around the corner. And I'm glad we're leaving it with uh, Exo Active live and running. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's a bummer that there were a lot of comics, a lot of Valiant comics that were planned for 2020. I'm going to get Tiger King, too. Uh, that's the one thing to look forward to. Um, uh, there were a lot of things that were supposed to come out this year from Valiant that look like they were going to be amazing and we didn't get them. And that's a huge, huge bummer on the plus side. It looks like as we roll into 2021, we're going to be seeing a lot of those comics coming out. And I'm really excited for that. We're going to get shadow man. We're going to get savage. We're going to get more bloodshot, more exo man noir. We're going to eventually see the end of the visitor. We're going to see what, if anything that leads into, we're going to get Ninjak and harbinger, you know, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of really awesome stuff to look forward to. Um, just thinking about Valiant Comics. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the new year and uh, seeing what um, what uh, what comes from all of these awesome uh, comics that were being promised. Um, yeah, uh, I can't wait. Can't wait. That's awesome. And, and then I guess uh, moving on, like right now, like last week, whatever you celebrate, I don't know if you celebrate Christmas or whatnot, uh, you have an enjoyable time. Yeah, um, something that was really cool that happened was my baby sister uh, put together a Zoom meeting for my mom and all my sisters and me, and two of my sisters live on the West Coast, and I never see them, and my other two sisters who live in Minnesota, I still never see them, especially with COVID going on, and I haven't gotten to talk to my mom in quite a while, so um, putting together that Zoom call gave an opportunity to kind of reconnect with that part of my family and um like i said my mom and all my sisters and um because of that and how well it went um we're now doing a weekly uh we have scheduled a weekly uh video conference between all of us so that's something really cool that came out of this holiday season was um reconnecting with my family and having that um opportunity to meet with them on a regular basis moving forward so really excited about that um, how about you? It, it wasn't bad. It was pretty low-key, not a whole lot happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, it went pretty good. So, um, 
it was uh, not a lot of family. Don't have family up here in Seattle besides uh, my partner's family. Uh, but it was her and I and the kids just hung out and opened gifts and, uh, yeah, just kind of chilled. And, you know, that was pretty much it. Took a week off of work because I had to use it. Use, uh, use it or lose it type of thing. So it's been kind of nice to kind of lounge around for the last couple of days. And um, a week ago, two weeks ago, I got the uh, first uh, booster shot for the vaccine. So, and I'm still alive. And uh, the only thing that happens is, like I say, is I, I pee my pants when the microwave goes out. Um, that's the only the only side effect I've seen that's really uh, noticeable. Um, but as long as you don't want to milk your food anyway, you just cook it. Um, it's fine, you know. But uh, no, on the real side, it's good. Uh, and next week, I'm going to get the, the second shot. And uh, hopefully, you know, that's a good sign of the things turning in the right direction. So, happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally looking forward to uh, getting my vaccine whenever I, it becomes available for normal schlubs like myself. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. It's really cool that, um, you know, you were able to get your, your first round and get your second round soon. Um Here's a question for you. Did you get anything cool for the holiday? Yeah, I did. Um, actually, one thing that I got to get is I got a, a voucher to buy some new editing software. So I'm happy about that piece. Uh, so that not necessarily a physical item that I got. Uh, a couple books, uh, a couple of things in the background. One that I know that I just got in was uh, a 9.8 Jeff Lemire Descender, uh, number one. So I'm happy about having a new comic book or two here in the house. So some, some decent things came in. So a couple books. Uh, I think anything else. A couple shirts. Uh, ooh, yes, I did get a new cracking jersey. Seattle cracking jersey. That was probably my prize. So nice. One for the new hockey team in Seattle. So what about you? Um, I didn't get anything for the holiday for, for Christmas, but my birthday is the day after Christmas. So my spouse got me. Uh, some Transformers toys, so I'm super stoked about them. Dude, yes. I've gotten really big into Transformers since I started playing the Transformers trading card game. So, um, yeah, I got three awesome Transformers for my birthday. Dude, heck yeah. Kind of... Oh, something just happened with your mic and it got way better. Okay, yeah, it had a little adjustment there. So, thank you. For... That's why I love you guys on the chat. Scott Bloom looking out. Got got it fixed. You let me know that something was up, so let me uh, look for it. So appreciate that. And uh, you know, dude, gotta love Transformers. Oh, that's the other thing I got. Um, I got the first ten volumes of uh, TNT, TMNT, nice. ID, uh, the IDW collection. So um, first ten volumes. Uh, just got. I ordered eleven on my own when I knew I was getting the first ten, um, and then pre-ordered. <laughs> so yeah, gonna be doing some. Uh, TMNT uh, catching up, so I'm super pumped up for that. Nice. That's awesome. I'm super stoked for you. Um, I haven't read any TMNT comics. I used to watch the uh, cartoon and stuff as a kid, though. Yeah. The cartoons and then still one of the highest grossing movies of all time, uh, as far as budget-wise, uh, was the uh, the first one, right? The Vanilla Ice, uh, the first one that was not expected to do all that great killed it in the box office pretty low budget but it worked the campiness worked so good in that um so yeah super pumped up for that and uh yeah i i think it was some uh, really damn good things that are uh, around the corner um 
as far as the world, uh, hopefully within more comics, hopefully with comic cons, um, you know, and then Sean says he's kind of not enjoying Valiant very much anymore. I hope that changes. I hope something happens. I hope there's a book or two that, uh, you know, if it's a book or two, I, I, you know, I'm not expecting them to hit home runs or to, uh, have everything be, uh, everything be on everybody's pool list, but hopefully there's something. So. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing about it is, you know, I mean, not everything is going to be for everybody, and it's unfortunate. Um, I know Sean is saying Valiant Comics are the only ones he collects anymore, and um, like like Hoosier said, hopefully, hopefully one of the new books coming out grabs you. Um, whether that's uh, maybe Shadow Man, you know, maybe Shadow Man is one that'll grab you. Uh, maybe Harbinger will turn out to be up your alley. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what comes out. Um, one I'm really excited for is Final Witness because it's a, um, it's a, um, why am I blanking on their names? Um, uh, Jeremy Hahn and Ray, Fo- Ray Fox? Yeah, they're doing it, but they're, they're, it's, it's a story in the style of um, Brubaker and Phillips. Oh. Brubaker, Phillips, and Brightweiser. That, that, like, that crime noir type feel? Yeah. yeah. If anybody's I, I, read Criminal you know how great that team is. Um, or Killer Kill Be Killed. Yeah, that's still one of my tops, man. Love it. Uh, and if that's the case, that's great. And I love Jeremy Hahn's art. So, yeah. And if you look at the if you look at the um, the art that's been released for Final Witness, it's not um, it's not like a knockoff of of um, you know Sean Phillips's art, um, but it does look like it's in that style. It's in that same genre as far as the art goes. And if the storytelling is in the same genre with the superhero flavor added in, I am so on board with that. I'm yeah. so on board with that. So hopefully other people enjoy it. Hopefully Sean, you find something that, um, you know, really piques your interest. Um, that's all we can hope. But either way, whether you're enjoying the comics or not, you know, Sean, that we always appreciate your feedback, your, your interest and, um, you know, participating in our podcast with us. So mm-hmm. at, least, at the very least, we're, we're happy that you're still around. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it, it does stink sometimes when they are rebooted there, you know, the continuity is not connecting. Um, it get, it gets to be stressful uh, because you've invested in it. Right. And I think that's part of it is you've invested in these stories, um, you know, and that's, that's one reason why I heard a lot of people got into Valiant is because it was so new. We came back out in 2012 and they wanted something without having to read since 1970. Um, but maybe that's going to bring out a new group that's going to come into Valiant because it is new continuity, new fresh. Um, you know, but I think we still have, I still hope that they service the fans that are here that have stuck by it for many since the 90s. Um, but a lot of them since 2012, 2013 have uh, kind of stuck by it. So hopefully there's still some fan service being happening. Um, and uh, we'll kind of look at it. So. So my perspective on the whole reboot claim is that I don't think this new EXO series is any more of a reboot than the Matt Kent EXO series was. And, you know, because Matt Kent came onto EXO and he just told his own story. He started it at his own starting point where he wanted it to be, and he told the story he wanted to tell in the world that he wanted to tell it in, and not until several issues in did we even see it tie back to the Venditti run, you know, which is kind of the gold standard for Exo Manowar books, in my opinion. Um, so I feel like we got to give this a chance, you know, is, 
is the current Exo Manoir run, does it feel like it draws directly from the previous runs? No, it doesn't. But that's no different than what Kent did, and there's no reason to think that you know it couldn't still tie back as the series goes on. Will it? I have no idea. But I'm willing to give it that chance. And honestly, at the end of the day, as much as I love continuity and I love the interconnectedness of the Valiant Universe, even if this isn't going to connect to anything else, even if it didn't, if it's a good comic, I still want to read it. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to for me. Um, I'm a fan of Valiant because they put out good comics, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, we'll get into our thoughts specifically on this issue because um, we'll, we'll you know be talking about this new Exxon Manowar issue that just came out last week. Uh, and there's certain, there's certain continuity pieces that we will call out, or at least I will call out, um, that aren't good to keeping those continuity pieces um, that kind of happened in this recent issue. Um, and so that's that's kind of what we do here, though, is I hopefully, you know, we try to call it, you know, evenly. We, we try to call it as kind of a non-bias, even though we are biased because we are Valiant fans. Um, but <laughs> We just try to be honest with our opinions. Exactly. And the thing is, like, some of us like things more than others. Sometimes we all enjoy a book a lot. Um, we've had that happen definitely many times. But there have also been times when I've really enjoyed a book and Hoosier hasn't. And sometimes, and we've had times specifically where the thing that made me love the comic is the very thing that Hoosier decided was not for him and, and made the comic less enjoyable. And you know, I, would I think- love- would love to say you're wrong about that, but you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're not going to all enjoy the same things, you know. And and you know what the thing is, what I when I mean by you're right and I'm right is we're both right about that. There was no wrong of there's no wrong for that something that I didn't like, something wrong that you liked it, and I think that's kind of important is keeping that to where it's like, hey, we're allowed to like something and not like something, um, and kind of just you know still be cool. Uh, that's just the kind of the thing that it has to be. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, I mean, moving into news, uh, any Valiant news that you have seen or heard about in uh, the last couple of days, weeks? Nothing jumps out at me. Um, I don't know. I'm just waiting for March's comic to be announced. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it's uh I'm hoping we're getting finally getting the visitor back and I think I just I think my theory is that the visitor is going to fall into um either the final witness or harbinger and that's kind of why it's been delayed those the lot to get those last two issues out. Um but yeah, I'm excited to get those to get that solicit ready, right? So that way those are coming out because that should be happening soon. Fingers crossed. Yep. Uh, Dr. Tomorrow Trade came out. I'm glad I saw Scott Bloom got a hold of that. So I hope you enjoy that, Scott. I hope you get to get into that because uh, we enjoyed the crap out of that one. So, Yeah. Um, Dr. Tomorrow to me feels like one of those – and I know I've said this many times, but it's like the Valiant, you know, it's it's a high watermark for me. You know, there's like the Valiant and Secret Weapons, Dr. Tomorrow, you know, those are all just like top of the heap. 
as far as Valiant Comics for me, you know, maybe you could put, uh, for me, you could put Bloodshot Reborn up on that pedestal. Yeah. Before I would put Dr. Tomorrow there just yet is seeing what comes out of it. That was kind of one of the beautiful things about um, the Valiant thinking about that, that one ushered in so many great stories after that. So I think that's one that puts that one still up towards the top for me because that, that blood in brought in bloodshot reborn, which was beautiful um, in such a smooth transition. Secret weapons could have done something, but then that was in the middle of uh, 2018. We all know what like that whole thing happened with Carbage Wars 2, but that could have been beautiful with secret weapons. That was a perfect spike and ready to happen. Um, but yeah, no, it's up there. It's up there as one of the uh, the ones that you kind of look back because I, I do thought that was a good origin story to get uh, Doctor Tomorrow into the universe in a way that worked. So, <laughs> I just saw Omar's comment. What would spice up EXO would be a Tiger King Charlie Sheen crossover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that would be good. I'm trying to think how would you get that Whitaker character to be a uh, be a Charlie Sheen? So. No, he would know Charlie Sheen, and then Charlie oh, Sheen would come in, and then Charlie Sheen would be on the hunt for tiger blood and would uh, come upon Joe Exotic. It's It writes itself, man. <laughs> and then Art comes across um, Carol Baskin's ex-husband's bones, and they, they try to solve it. Like I yeah. think Carol Baskin's husband fled the country. Oh. So I don't think she's a murderer. Is she weird as hell? Absolutely. Maybe he ran um, off with Toyo Hirata and they're, you know, in that whole thing with Imperium. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's, yeah. A, he's a psyop. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah. So Scott got his Doctor Tomorrow. Um, got to him real quick, it sounds like. Mixed Tiger King and Savage. You could do that. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Sean. We're probably three or four issues from an EXO bike appearance. I don't <laughs> know. I could see that happening. Um, would I be mad about it? Probably not. Hopefully, it's just not an invisible plane because that thing bombed. I don't know if we want to talk non-valiant, but I mean, can we talk about the the the, the horrible uh, Wonder Woman eighty four? I don't want. Okay. Well, save your time. I've heard from some people that it was really good, and I've heard from others that it was terrible. So I don't know what to think, and I'm going to watch it eventually and form my own opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, definitely do it. So that's mine, though. <laughs> Black Manta's calling me out saying what's up. Uh, what is up with you? I'm not exactly sure who that is. Probably somebody that knows me. Cool name. Cool image. Yeah, Black Man is awesome. Yeah. Um, the Exo Bike. Um, so, <laughs> do we do we go ahead and get into this new Exo issue? That's the first time we did it right. I mean, it didn't even cut you off. I, I yeah. Slow with the trigger there. We're gonna spoil <laughs> the crap out of Exo Man War number three. Um, and I don't know if you're drinking the Ninja Turtle ooze because that thing is just like shiny crazy. Look at that. It's the ooze, the secret. Oh, Diet Dew. Okay. Don't drink Diet Dew, guys. It makes you glow. Um, we, we heard about that before. 
um, and having Harbinger Wars. I'm just having a bubble. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, we're going to talk about some Exo Man of War. Um, what do we? What did we have? Who did we have on this? Dennis Hopeless Hellum is writing it. Um, why am I brain farting on the name? Emilio Lasso doing the artist art. Ruth Redman doing the colors. Oh, Ruth, uh, that is. I had never heard that name before she came onto this book, and that's a travesty because she is phenomenal. Emilio Liso, too, also really, really good. And um, one thing that I like is that we're starting to get some of these characters fleshed out um, and get some more, like, intimate moments. I don't know. I think that's cool. But this issue, a lot happens in this issue. So much happens in this issue that some people might have run across an ad and thought that that was the end of the issue. I, I I did that, but uh, I'm glad we were talking in the middle of this a uh, little bit. We got on a little early and pre-chatted because there was the part right before the bloodshot ad where he suddenly, both Sean Hara and, and Exo, decide to completely trust um, in Whitaker. Um, that's a little bit jumping the gun on kind of how the story went, though. But he's basically doing Superman acts, and he's trying to rerun the uh, lava to save lives and he's doing uh public acts of service which are, are good deeds everybody should do a public act of service uh just to do it for the kindness out of their heart um but it's a little different uh out of place for Arik a little bit but definitely in this pr realm that they're trying to uh make him into a famous superhero yeah i mean um he's got this guy in his ear telling him basically to um you know whitaker is telling him to be uh, a PR machine and, you know, go out there and, and, and make good PR so that when he takes down a supervillain, he doesn't get blamed for the destruction that get, gets caused. And, um, you know, Exo is going along with it because he thinks that it'll serve his ultimate end of making the world a better place. But, um, you know, one moment that, that really stuck out to me that I enjoyed a lot is when Whitaker's like, Oh, this rich guy lives near the forest fire that you're fighting. So maybe you, you know, go save that mansion. And Exo's like, well, I did not come here to save mansions. And I thought that was awesome because he's there to actually help the people that need help, not just serve the rich, you know? And I, I, I I'm a fan of that mentality personally. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like going against the Romans to a degree. Um, yeah. Having the big get bigger. Um, that was cool. And but then then they're sitting around the coffee table and Sean Hara is now a video game for the boy. Um, <laughs> take that as you may. So, what? Well, so Sean so Hara is this like crazy advanced techno technological marvel, and one of Sean Hara's abilities is to channel technology from around the world, and she is using it to uh, entertain the boy that. Uh, they're living with that Exo is or Arik is living with. Um, one moment in the issue that was crazy to me is you know Arik is going to fight this forest fire and then suddenly a nanite swarm shows up and it starts gaining power and it's gonna eat Shanhara and Arik is gonna die and he's trying to fight it but he can't and he can't do anything against it until he lets Whitaker take over and remake Shanhara. And um, and then he's able to defeat this uh, swarm of nanobots. My theory, my crazy theory here, is that Whitaker created 
that swarm of nanobots so that he would have an excuse to ta to for um, Shanhara to let down her defenses, let Whitaker in, and you know get a backdoor into into Shanhara's programming. Um, so that's my prediction of where that's going to go. But the immediate result was that we got a really cool um, new design of Shanhara, and some people may not enjoy the new design. Um, but I personally did. I thought it looked really cool with the red. And, uh, yeah. So about, I mean, all of that, it's, it's interesting because you're, you're really wanting to see who, um, who triggered that nanite monster. Um, um, is it, you know, the, uh, the warlord they're talking about? Um, is he in cahoots with Whitaker? Um, what's Whitaker's still plan? Um, I've always thought that Sean Hara was a lot more, a lot smarter than what it's being played off to be. Arik has always been a lot less trustworthy, trusting of, of people, especially because of the things that have happened to him, um, to let alone allow Whitaker to basically be guiding his moves the way he is, to alone to be allow them to go into the tech. And so here's part of continuity that really stinks. Livewire's been in that suit. Livewire's had full access to it. I figured that she would have been able to unlock it, hidden powers, extra powers, or at least had some dialogue why she couldn't do it. And so I thought this piece basically puts her down like she's less because of this. And it just happened like that so quick. Oh, I'm in it. I could enhance it so fast. I, See, I, I me, wasn't a fan of that. To me, I, I don't – I get what you're coming from. But to me, like – this was, in my opinion, Whitaker engineering a scenario where Arik and Shanhara would let down their defenses and willingly allow Whitaker into the, the suit. When Livewire was trying to hack into the suit, it was against the will of Arik and Shanhara, right? Like, Livewire was, was an adversary at the time. You know, they're looking at Whitaker as a friend and saying, yeah, okay, we'll let down our firewall and let you in and let you mess with the technology. So to me, that makes sense. I don't see that as a as a uh, inconsistency. My opinion. Just my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess just to have them go through and rewrite Shanhara's DNA and to have it that quick and it... it you know, it's it's just I don't know how I feel about it just yet. Um, I just feel like that was a little quick, uh, a little quick to trust, a little quick to change um, in such a scenario. I, I, I think it may have kind of jumped quickly. I think it could have led up to that down the road. Um, and I I've, that's just that's just that it's not necessarily saying it's bad. I was just saying that that did a. a, a an injustice to Livewire in what she had connecting with Shanhara. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Sean is, is coming from the perspective that as far as this new series is concerned, none of that ever happened. Um, you know, Livewire never did that. Unity never happened. EXO was never working for the U.S. military or GATE. Um, you know, so his perspective is that this is a complete reboot and none of that previous continuity counts. Um, I don't think I would go that far. And this isn't going to be a surprise that um, I'm going to give Valiant the benefit of the doubt. I uh, am well known as a bit of a homer. And, uh, you know, so 
be that as it may, um, just from my perspective, in my opinion, I think that um, I think that this new series doesn't reference the old continuity on a regular basis, but I don't think it directly contradicts the previous continuity. Is it different? Absolutely, it's different. A hundred percent. Will not argue that for a second. Um, but the degree to which it's different, I think some people have different opinions on. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it is a new run and is, there is going to be some things that don't transfer over. I get that. Um, you know, I, I mean, when I look at it outside of that, right. I thought it was okay. I thought the story was pretty good. I I'm digging uh, Lasso's art. I think it's great. Redmond's colors look pretty, pretty solid. Um, you know, on that piece, that that's good. So there's, yeah, like I said, there's just some piece of continuity that if it was in continuity, I think would improve it. I would like it a little bit more, but I'm not saying I dislike it. Um, oh, what was I just going to say? I completely lost my train of thought because I was reading comments. Um, Omar Rodriguez is saying like, this could be a Graham Morrison thing where all that other stuff happened and this is, a lead up to an event. And then in the event, they all find out they're missing five years of memory. And, uh, you know, like they don't remember that that stuff happened or something. I think that's unlikely, but, um, and as Todd says, me, a Homer, <laughs> uh, referencing myself. Uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. That's the comment. Um, Erica Homer, <laughs> maybe. A bit. Um, yeah, I, I, um, there's worse things to be called, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, Honestly, the first time I got called a homer, I was a little bit offended because I was like, you know, I have my own opinions. But at the same time, like, I think about it now, and fine. I mean, if you want to look at me that way, I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. Um, if you disagree with me and, you know, you're feeling like Sean, and I think Sean's perspective is completely valid, as much as I might have a different opinion than him, I think his perspective is completely valid. And if you're coming from that point of view and you hear someone like myself spouting how great everything is and how Valiant can do no wrong, then I totally think it's valid to call me a homer. I, you know, I, I, I don't begrudge anyone who has that opinion of me. Um, I would just say that, you know, I'm coming from an honest place um, and I'm going to call things like I see them. And I just really tend to like a lot of the things that Valiant is, is doing. Um, here's the one thing that I'll say about this comic um, or one of the things I want to say about this comic is that it does feel different than a lot of other Valiant comics. I think one thing Valiant has, has done really well from 2012, um, especially through the Dinesh years, one thing Valiant did really, really well is making every comic feel like the world outside your window plus just a little twist. And... Um, I don't think, you know, I, I feel like this comic is less world outside your window and more straight up superhero comic. Now, if you're coming to Valiant just for that world outside your window feel and that depth of continuity, totally understand why you're not going to enjoy this comic. If you're willing to take this book on its own merits, you know, it's trying to be a fun big bombastic superhero comic if you're willing to accept that and then i think you can have a lot of fun with this book and that's 
where I'm personally coming from. I'm going to look at it like I'm not going to judge this XO comic based on um, my preconceived notions of what an XO comic should be. I'm going to judge this XO comic based on what I think it's trying to be. And I think it achieves what it's trying to be remarkably well. And that's where my positive outlook comes from. Well, I'm glad you got the positive outlook, man. Uh, you know, and, and I think there's to, to my, my, my thought is no one should have to defend whether they, they like it or dislike it. It is, their opinion. Um, it is good to kind of have some things that you're pointing out and that you're seeing that you like uh, seeing some things that you dislike. Um, but I think when you look at it, it's, yeah, it, it has changed, right? And it's not the same arc. It's not the same, you know, it, it is totally different. Um, but yet that doesn't mean that, you know, we may not enjoy that because that's the arc that we don't, you know, we knew and we loved. It changes. Um, but, you know, let, let something grow on you. Give it a chance. Give it an opportunity. Um, and, uh, I know that's the way a lot of people thought about Kent's run at first with the first, you know, two or three arcs. Then later on when they actually got back to earth, uh, they kind of revealed why he was there, why he was in Goran. Um, they revealed a lot there, but then you come back and you really, I enjoyed the space scenes there. That was one that I really liked a lot, but it wasn't quite the same arc that you got from Venditti. So there was some changes that happened there. Um, but I would say let's. I really want to see what the long run, what the long story is planned for for EXO. Want to see what this new character is. Uh, see, get really unravel the villain because I really feel like we need to have the villain please set. Uh, have the villain change um, and um, and get some great villains within Valiant because I believe that's something that's still that's been missing. There's been there's a few there's a handful but not necessarily a good rogues, you know, gallery as you would say. And I think that's something that needs to build up because you're only as good as your foe type of thing. As far as a superhero, you know, world of comics with uh, formidable foes um, with some great plans. And uh, you know, I like that we got a couple people in here. We got Whitaker, we got the, uh, the warlord, forget his name. Um, but I think there's potential there with people directed and not necessarily just at a, you know, a gate or not necessarily a gate, but like a, a PRS, a, um, a, a omen. And it's not these, these, these fractions, um, factions of things. It's more along the lines of individual people. Cause I, I don't know. I just feel like that gets some great stories, some great plans, some great um, connections. And so I'm hoping, and I see that there's a start of that with this book. So I think Todd makes a good point. Um, this book could go in two directions. It could end up being like the Kent run where it eventually ties back to previous continuity and everything connects, or it could be something else. And I'm willing to hang on and find out. Yeah, yeah. there you go. On screen is the, um, the exact comment that I'm talking about from Todd. I think he brings up a great point, you know, and it, it definitely could go either way. Um, I just think since we don't know yet which way it's going to go, I mean, um, I, I say we give it a chance, and I understand if other people don't feel the same way. 
Yep. It's kind of like being a Cleveland Browns fan. You you go for the football game, stay for the cheerleaders. You know, it's it changes up a little bit. So we, we may be here for a certain thing, and something else might happen outside of it that really catches our attention. Um, like, and we may enjoy like Being a Vikings fan, right? A Minnesota Vikings fan. You, you go for the football, stay for the beer? No, you, you watch the game for the two quarters of the game where they seem like a really good football team. You don't watch it for the other two quarters when they seem like a team who's never seen a football before. <laughs> well, I, I, hope, I hope something changes and it's, and it's you know, I, I'm using the sports themes that it's a team that comes from behind. It's the underdog and they prevail at the end versus the other scenarios we've used where they've <laughs> sadly just dismantled and were very unsuccessful. So hopefully we get something that uh, that is visible of success and um, we continue seeing more. So, But let's score this thing up. What are you thinking? So for me, this is a really good comic. Um, is it my favorite EXO comic? No, it's not. I mean, I'll be honest. It's not. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't have the feel of the Venditti stuff. I'll, I'll a hundred percent agree to that. Um, I do, however, think it's better than the Kent run, especially to this point, like we're three issues into this and I'm enjoying this more than I enjoyed the first three issues of the Kent run, you know? So if we're comparing apples to apples in that sense, I think it's better. Um, however, if we're looking at the first three issues of the, the Venditti run, I think we're night and day. You know, I think the Venditti run is is worlds better. Um, so, you know, I think from that historical perspective, it kind of fits in the middle of where Exo Manoir runs have been up to this point uh, since the 2012 reboot. And, um, you know, it's I don't want to judge this book on what may or may not happen in the future. So I want to be very honest about it. Um, one thing that is really going well for this book is the art. The art is phenomenal. Liso is doing amazing pages, and um, Ruth is coloring them um, like you would hope from a seasoned professional. This just looks really, really good. So I think the art is phenomenal, and I think the story is getting going well but we still need to see where it goes. For me, this comes in better than middle of the road at a 3.75. That's actually lower than I thought you were going to give it. Um, but, you yeah. know, and, and when, when, I, when you really look at it, when you really look at books side by side sometimes, when you're thinking of a five, you really put up a book right next to it and kind of compare it. Uh, with story, with art, with all of the all those pieces, and think about your your very favorite issue there ever was. Um, that that gets to be hard to kind of you know set up, but you're you're, you're right on that. I'm the art is is hitting every point there, um, both with colors and um, with with the pencils and inks. Um, you know the story, the, the the dialogue is good. I don't believe it's arc, but it is good. Right. Um, so I'm trying to get over that. I'm trying to look past of Venditti, Venditti, Venditti. I'm trying to look past that. Uh, it's, but it's hard, right? Because you had however many issues, a what, 50 something issues. Um, the majority of, you know, 
Exo Manowar has been right there. So that's where bit, the big change is. Um, I, I did like Kent's run myself. Um, I, I enjoyed the art. That was part of it because of, um, yeah, Tomas. I loved that. And uh, Diego Rodriguez, I thought, did a great job on that. But this has been this has been good. Still early in the arc. I don't know how long the arcs are going to be. Um, so that kind of weighs a little bit different uh, because I know before we knew that there were going to be three issue arcs, four issue arcs. We kind of got idea of the arc timing. Here we're we're not so much into that. So this could be, you know, the end of the first arc. I don't know, and we could be moving to something else. Um, but ultimately, I'm gonna. I still think it's good. I think it's you know a solid you know, C plus, you know, what would that be? A 3.5. And um, you're right there with Scott Bloom. Yeah. So right there with that, but it can still go somewhere. Um, The hard part is, you know, you had writers like Kent that had it before that had some equity. Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, Dennis Holloman. Um, I don't know much of his previous story writing. So I'm not, I don't know the equity there. So there is a little bit of on trust there, to be honest. But when you had somebody who's been around like Kent, you had some some story, some equity. Even if it wasn't great that first couple issues, that first arc, you kind of had some equity, and you knew what where it was. You knew it was going to eventually be told, um, and that was also with Warren. There was some knowing of Warren there with what Warren was doing with his storytelling, and so I guess giving that opportunity to trust to trust it that they were going to hopefully get something. Um, because I think we've only had one real book that um, Heather Antos has put together, and that was Quantum and Woody so far. Um, a lot of her stuff, I mean, I think she jumped on towards the end of Livewire, um, and then it's been Quantum and Woody, and now we have EXO. And so I'm hoping that, you know, they're hopefully. I don't know what happened, but I think we just lost Hoosier. Um, yeah, I I don't know. There we go. Oh. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just saying, I hope there's some gain equity of, of these creators, of this editing team, um, to have stories closed out and we get full uh, ongoing pieces. So, I think I, I one thing that I did like about um, Valiant in the past is that we had writers who worked on broad swaths of the universe. Um, And we had, you know, people like Kent who wrote tons and tons of material. And we felt like they were really invested in the Valiant universe as a whole. So when they took on a new project, it was really easy to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about Venditti writing Exo as unbelievably well as he did, and then jumping into Book of Death as a follow-up to The Valiant, and then carrying that through to Wrath of the Eternal Warrior. You know, we're looking at um, we're looking at somebody who has invested years of his life into the Valiant universe, and bringing in and bringing him onto a new book. It's like okay, you know, we really get that you care and you've invested yourself in this. So we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to invest yourself into this new story that you're trying to tell with a new character. And that's why I've been such a big advocate for having um, Dan Abnett write more of the Valiant universe, because 
we've seen him come into the Rye part of the Venet universe, the 4002 AD, and just knock it out of the park consistently. Just give us amazing issue after amazing issue. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily they've paired him with such phenomenal art teams that it's looked as good as the story has come across. You know, so, I mean, if we could get somebody like him where we can say, like, okay, you've invested a year or two into the Valiant Universe, you know, what else do you have to say? What what other toys do you have to bring to the table in, in this sandbox? And, um, <coughs> you know, I think we're getting a lot of writers who are telling their one little story, you know? And, and I mean little to sound diminutive, I just mean like Tim Seeley has come in and write, written a great bloodshot story, in my opinion, but we don't see him being more deeply involved in the Valiant universe. Whereas when Jeff Lemire came in, he was helping to write the Valiant, which was this huge epic spanning the entirety of the Valiant universe. And then he spun it off into, um, you know, his solo character book and did. Yeah amazing work on bloodshot so i just would like to see someone whether it's uh dennis hallam or uh dan abnett or Colin you know, Bond, ray fox yeah some of these future guys that are coming around the corner <laughs> i i completely agree with you on that yeah. um you know that i hope that we can get those familiar names and maybe some old familiar names come back um with with certain stories um you had me on there. You had me thinking on there. Dang it! And the, yeah, just getting people to play in the sandbox, getting people to figure out their full stories is going to be huge. Um, I, I think that that is going to be big when it comes to it. Um, and yeah, that we get some produced stories. That we get people that have gotten to kind of know the universe a little bit more, get it more in depth, and kind of get the the stories that they. Oh, I hope this comes out. I hope this changes. Um, I would like to work with this one and they get some, some love that's found within it. So um, it sounds like from what I heard, it sounds like the guys who are taking over Harbinger, uh, forgive me, I forget their names, but those guys seem like they have enjoyed Valiant for some time. So hoping that there's something to happen there um, with heart, with Harbinger and hoping, hoping for the best, I guess is the kind of the big piece there, hoping for the best, um, and kind of trying to hopefully get a place where these characters can still thrive. You know who I would really love to see write more of the Valley Universe? Justin Jordan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. Really, absolutely. I don't know if anybody's read Reaver, but if you bring Justin Jordan into the Valley Universe, I think that he could tell some amazing, huge epic stories. Like, he could write Unity. And it would be phenomenal. I like, well, I like Sideways. I like Curse of the Brimstone. Sideways um, was so fun. Yep. But Curse yeah. of the Brimstone was awesome. But Sideways was was better. Yeah. Well, And then he's he's done some really cool things in the past. Uh, I mean, I loved Luther Strode. That's going to be a show soon, too. Um, try finding those books there for you. Uh, been on the hunt for the hardcover of that. Um but yeah, I, I agree. And, and there's probably, we can name a bunch of writers that we'd want to touch base back, either come back or to um, 
come to um, over to Valiant. And I hope that's peace. That peace happens. You know, that's what I was going to say is, you know, we had Lemire and, you know, even the way that things ended with Lemire, there was lots of splintered pieces, lots of loose ends. And I think that was one of the frustrating things people had with, uh, with bloodshot with Sealy coming back is there were so many loose ends and it felt like they weren't really answered or, you know, they were kind of left aside with magic and Jesse with um, rampage out there. Now scarred men out there, Omen there. Um, and yet, we're getting a uh, next arc is going to be PRS has returned. So it's there's starting to be a lot of loose ends within that. And there's so many pieces there that like, why would you not want to touch base? Why would you not want to play with those? Why would you not want to, you know, to have, there's lots of story possibilities and connections there that, you know, I, I mean, ideally, would love to have Lemire back and kind of clear up some of those loose ends that he had planned on working on or have him co-write or just kind of uh, plot it out with somebody and uh, have some of that done. So, All we can do is wait and see. Um, hopefully we get some good comics. Like I said before, I'm super excited for Final Witness. I think that that is something that's going to be right up my alley. Um, I'm really excited to see where the new Shadow Man goes. Shadow Man looks like it's going to be amazing. Colin Bunn knows how to write horror. And the art um, from John Davis Hunt looks like it's going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, I'm curious to see how much I enjoy Savage. I'm not really sure from what I've seen so far. Same with Ninjak. Um Ninjak looks like it's going to go in an interesting new direction, and it could be really good, or it could fall flat. I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell. Um, I'm really curious to see how this new arc of Bloodshot feels with Wiggins and KT involved in the comics. They were so amazing in the movie, and I really need to watch the movie again. I only saw it like 10 times. <laughs> So, Dude, and, and that's one, that's probably the one I'm least excited for is the uh, Ninjak. Um, and it's, I, I'm excited for Jeff Parker being on it, the writer. It's just that art has not, I haven't been bought on the art yet. Um, that's probably the one that I'm kind of, the one I'm not looking forward to be, because of the art. Um, Wait, which one? Which one are you talking about? Ninjak. Yeah, um, I totally get where you're coming from there. Um, the art that I've seen so far hasn't really like grabbed me, but we also haven't seen color art for it yet. But so then again, though, I'm contradicting. But the professionals that I've seen that have talked about it have really praised this artist. Um, uh, what's his name? It's Juan. Oh, I'm gonna hate hate, hate myself for getting it. Polito. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so I've I've heard a lot of people praising him. So I'm that that's cool. I'll take that. So we'll have something coming in the in the near future with that. So I, yeah. I am happy to see Colin King back. I mean, period. However, we get him, it's one of those ones I'd rather have him. You know, on doing a book, even if it's not my type of book, at least it's out there. Yeah. Um... Hopefully we find out when soon, uh, as Todd is calling for, hopefully we find out soon when all of these books are coming out. Um, some of them have release dates attached to them. Some of them do not. Um, and I would love to know sooner rather than later exactly what's coming out when. But all we can do is wait. All we can do is wait and see. 
And go to your LCSs. I just went by a place uh, today to just, you know, socially distant, but yet still go to the store because I wanted to. I needed to get out, and it was closed down. I didn't. It was a store I didn't frequent much, but I would go there a couple times a year, and they were now closed in a highly traffic area too, which is kind of interesting. But um, so that's that's at least three stores uh, within a ten mile range of me that have closed down. So. Yeah, I mean, we've harped on this before. Um, if you want comics to come out um, and you want comic stores to stay open, pre-order your books. You know, as much as you can, go to the shop and pre-order your books. Let them know what you want to read. And um, whether it's Valiant or not, you know, pre-order your books and and, and, and make sure that you show up and buy them. And um, I've been having my local comic shop ship books to me, you know, let them build up for a little bit and then uh, pay them to ship them to me. And Javier Polito was that name I was looking for earlier. Javier Polito, that's what it is. Um, so Javier Polito and let me do this. Everybody asked to get the VAV, the Valiant books that are coming i know we're getting two books in one week in january what do you think about that what i won't know what to do with myself <laughs> if only books were coming every week you know every <laughs> week and then on top of that there were two books in a week that would be amazing but oh. it is what it is you know we'll read the books as they come out and um just uh keep crossing our fingers for more that's right. So January starting off, book number three of Bloodshot, the complete series of Psylord. So what is that? All eight issues, I believe it was, uh, coming there. Harbinger Wars 2 Deluxe. I know that was set to come out back in like August. So that's finally happening. Then, like you you talked a little bit about Bloodshot number 10. Oh, so it is separate. They are going to come. They actually did go in and change it. Because they did have both Bloodshot and EXO coming out on the 27th, but they will not be coming up. They will be coming out separate. Getting the right book on the 20th. EXO's coming back the last week of January again. Um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, the one we've all been waiting for, Bloodshot Rising Spirits coming back. That's one that I've kind of uh, been in the back of my mind as the biggest oops. And I don't think we've gotten to that bar. That well, I don't think we've hit the floor that hard since then. So that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we talk about high watermarks and unfortunately there are some low watermarks and uh, yeah. yeah. And then Savage on the 17th. So, and then Bloodshot again. So we'll we won't have EXO in February or at least it's not. And it doesn't look like he's set for March either. So Looks like we're going to get them a couple uh, arcs at a time. So I bet you issue number four is the end of the first arc. I would assume that that is the case with EXO uh, <laughs> Book 1 coming out in April. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all we can do is wait and see exactly what happens with these books as they come out. Um, we'll find out, you know, and it's entirely possible that their arcs are going to be staggered so that they're only putting out a few books a month. You know, two to three books a month may be the norm for a while now. Um, we'll find out um, and just hope for the best quality that we can get. Um, 
Howard Sales, Sean is asking. I have no idea. I've never been one to follow sales numbers. All I do is read comics and determine for myself whether or not I like them. Um, I don't know where you would even find those. I think Josh knows a little bit more about sales numbers than than us other two. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I know kind of where to look and where to find. Uh, but if you look at Chromacron, uh, and this is October sales is the most recent that they have up there. Um, your, your, uh, this doesn't speak too highly overall shares. Um, Valiant's not even on the board. They're within this 3% of others. So, I mean, they're getting beat, beat out by random house and Archie and aftershock and even Titan comics. So, um, vaults coming at hard vaults got quite a book quite a bit of books coming out um so it's uh yeah i don't know if that answers your question but that is one of it i know that the numbers are very weird since dc uh kind of pulled off and did their dc thing i don't know where they pull all the numbers at off of this but this is uh kind of where they're set right now so yeah well, we'll see what the future brings. Um, we'll be here to review books and give our honest opinions. And uh, hopefully people will join us. You know, we've had Todd and Black Manta and Sean Hayes and Scott Bloom hanging out. Um, Omar Rodriguez hanging out with us as well. We're always definitely happy to, you know, have people join us and uh, talk about these comics and give us your honest feedback. Whether you're like Sean and you feel like we're in a, a dull spot for Valiant and, and you're not enjoying the books as much as you hope you are would be, or you're like me and um, you really feel like Valiant is still putting out quality content or somewhere in the middle on that spectrum, we definitely um, welcome your voice as part of the conversation that we have on this podcast. Um, we, like I said, appreciate everyone who um, joins us and, uh, you know, puts their uh, two cents in, and hopefully we'll see you guys all next time. Uh, this has been Get Valiant number 180, I think. 181. Well, it says number 180, so I don't well, know. Then I put it in there incorrect. <laughs> well, somebody better. Somebody fix, fix that. So, yeah, yeah 181. Like Todd said, we've got all these different people in here with their own opinions, and it's much better than an echo chamber. You know, and that's what I like about this podcast as far as us three, the the hosts that we have, myself, Hoosier, and Josh, we all have our own opinions, and we can butt heads sometimes and have different feelings on the books. And then we also get other people coming in and bringing their own opinions. And uh, it's a lot better than all just sitting around and saying, I like this book. And um, everyone else saying, I also like this book. You know, that would get really boring. So, like I said, really appreciate everyone putting their two cents in and joining us. We hope you guys like it. So make sure you're subscribing, liking, uh, commenting, doing all that fun things. And uh, this is for some of uh All right. All right. We'll see you guys all next time. Thank you for joining us at Get Valiant. And uh, everybody stay valiant and have a happy new year. All right. See you all later.